Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of our podcast. I can no longer call it the Wrestling and More podcast because, for those of eagle-eyed among you, you will see that we have had a a brand overhaul, let's call it. Unfortunately, we've noticed that there is another podcast on uh, the Apple Store called Wrestling and More, so we've decided to change, change the look of the website, um, change the name, just basically a whole new rebrand, and we are therefore now Podmania. So, welcome to the first official episode of the Podmania podcast, and I am joined by Garth on this momentous occasion. How are you, my friend? Brilliant, yes, and what a way to kick it off. Vaseline. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I will say right now that genuinely this show, it pays, I think, to go into WWE events with your expectations at rock bottom, because then... <laughs> It can't possibly be as bad as you think it's going to be. Because, honestly, Garth, I enjoyed this show. I did. It was good. It was all right. Absolutely. And fair play to SmackDown. We have given them a wheelbarrow of shit. You know, (laughs) we have given them a lot over the last couple of podcasts because they're directionless and the show isn't producing enough quality content to keep us entertained. But Fastlane and the ensuing SmackDown have been really, really good. And this storyline with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Shane McMahon, which we'll get into later when we get into the main event, has finally started to pick up some steam, Mm -hmm. which is excellent. And it's only taken them since hell in a cell, um, which was in October. But there we are. We've we've certainly got some uh, matches for WrestleMania now. The card's looking a lot more fleshed out, which will discuss at the culmination of this pay-per-view, but shall we get straight into it, Garth? Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. Come on. Right. <laughs> very, very brief word on the pre-show because uh, up until about 10 minutes before the show, I wasn't even aware there was a pre-show. Um, <laughs> it was Bree Zango and Ty Dillinger against Mojo Rawley, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. No one cared, and Ty Dillinger pinned Mojo. So it's good to see that Mojo has put all that momentum he gained from... <laughs> Winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royale at WrestleMania 33 to good use. I forgot he even won that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is a shit stain on WrestleMania 33. Let's yeah. let's put it that way. Um, absolutely no momentum has been capitalised with it. In fact, it was probably used simply to get Rob Gronkowski on the show, mm-hmm. which <laughs> in itself is extremely sad. That was uh, I remember that now. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it certainly was. When you when you remember that the final two in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale were uh, Mojo and Jinder, it wasn't riveting viewing. <laughs> but nevertheless, we started the show with a really, really good match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev with Aiden English. I had my reservations about this match, and yeah. I made those quite clear during our predictions episode. Um when they decided to put the Royal Rumble winner against the most overman in the company. <laughs> um, but Rusev looked extremely strong during this match. He did. He came out looking like really, really good shape as well. He did. He did. Just really, and... really sort of trimmed down and sort of yeah, he looked really good. Yeah. I mean, they went the heel route with him, which, you know... Obviously, you're going to with Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Um, but it worked. There was no weakness seen in Rusev. And when Shinsuke got the win, nobody, A, was surprised, 
and B, nobody was booing, which was yeah. my immediate concern, was that I people were we'll... going to boo when Rusev lost. Yeah, and there were some sort of Rusev Nakamura chance, but it wasn't so much as so where any time Nakamura got anything over, they didn't boo him, which was no. good. I mean, yeah. to be perfectly honest, it's impossible to boo Nakamura. He's just yeah. such a ridiculously likeable character. I think um, Rusev came out with this one probably looking the strongest. I mean, Nakamura got the win, but I think it made Rusev, really made Nakamura work for it. Yeah, absolutely. That's and I think, I think Rusev yeah. delivered the majority of the offense in this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, he was certainly almost harkening back to when he was the Bulgarian brute, you know, mm-hmm. during that US, US title reign, those matches with John Cena, that match with Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell 2016. You know, we were getting that kind of Rusev again, that one yeah. where he is ridiculously strong. Yeah, know, I mean, ridiculously agile as well. He bossed, I would say, more than half of the match. And Nakamura was bumping crazy bumps, like, all the way through it, really. Oh, Shinsuke was selling massive for yeah, Rusev. it was really, really good. And, you yeah. know, fair play to Shinsuke. I mean, the big spot for me was that match kick. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. As Nakamura came out of the corner Nearly to deliver that him. Kinshasa to Rusev, Rusev caught him right on the chin with a match kick. Shinsuke took the <laughs> most elaborate dive. It was brilliant. It was like, um, it was like a, when um, Bradshaw used to give that clothesline. Oh, that was... Do you know what? I hate Bradshaw. hate JBL. <laughs> Love that clothesline. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura did come out of it with the win. Uh, slipped out of Rusev's legs as he went for an accolade. Delivered a rather savage Kinshasa to the back of Rusev's head. <laughs> yeah. Another Kinshasa to the front. And Shinsuke comes away with the victory. The crowd, thank God, were on board with that. Celebrated that. And he did his weird, creepy point to yeah. the WrestleMania side. <laughs> but... Onwards and upwards, and at this point I was like, God, please let AJ Styles win the main event. Yeah. Please, because this was a really good match, and just imagine what Nakamura is going to do with AJ. I know. And just imagine the sort of... Because, I mean, Nakamura isn't... He's not really a wrestler. He's a brawler. Yeah. Against a pure wrestler in AJ. Technician, so it's going to be really good, yeah. It is. It's going to be such a contrast of styles, and I know a lot of the more committed WWE fans will be wanting that as the main event. It's not going Mm. to be the main event. No, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar will be the main event. It's unfortunate, but it's you know it's what we've got to do. It's what we've got to do. So I'm happy. I'm happy that we've got this match. Full stop. Good match to kick off Fast Lane. I was quietly quietly confident that the rest of this show would go would go okay. Yeah, it was definitely sort of after it finished I thought it was like so all right yeah that's all right that's yeah let's do it. Yeah. I wasn't absolutely. sort of fast forwarding it or speeding it up. No. <laughs> Watching it on one and a half speed. Um yeah. but we followed that with our first of four championship matches and that was Randy Orton against the United States champion Bobby Roode. I said to you before we came on air, this was the second longest match on the card. I would not have called that at the start of this pay-per-view. Because I just I don't see Randy Orton doing 20-minute matches now. Not anymore, no. Um, I mean, for me, this match was a very, very 
very slow burn. It was, yeah, definitely. And it lacked, especially <clears throat> for the first, I'd go as far as three quarters of the match, it lacked a lot of pace, it lacked a lot of excitement, it lacked a lot of big moves. Yeah, I mean, you had the, um, it was it was quite a good sort of exchange at the, the start, mm-hmm. where they were sort of reversing each other's moves, and um, that was quite good. Um, when they rolled out but, of the ring? Yeah, but I then I was, that. I was thinking, like, partway to the match, just the way Orton was, I was thinking, well, who's the heel? Yeah. it's Because Orton comes across still so cocky. And Orton is a made heel. Why? Yeah. <sighs> Carry on, anyway. But um, I did notice that at the beginning, they introduced Randy Orton from where he was from. Yep. The, since Rude's been the champion... They've never mentioned that he's Canadian. Because <laughs> obviously he's a US champ. And I just... I noticed, I was like, oh, that, they didn't announce where he was from. <laughs> so yeah, maybe funny. they just want people to forget. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only, to be honest, they the story of this match was that they both had a lot of quiet respect for each other. They were both very similar in stature, in style. Um, and that Rude was very cynical in his moves he would scout out an opponent um but that randy orton was this veteran who was going after the grand slam which going into it is a good story to have but after a while after that initial exchange that you said that you mentioned um it it didn't get going for a while the turning point some would argue was the superplex uh, from the top rope which randy orton delivered to bobby rude um which was you know, it's a fairly big... I don't know why Byron Saxton was able to make a replay appear. <laughs> he was like, can we just replay that? No, Byron. We're in the middle of a match, mate. What are you talking about? Um, you know, Rude delivered a really good blockbuster uh, off the top. I really do like that move. Um, but repeatedly, Bobby Rude went for the glorious DDT. Randy Orton, obviously, went for the RKO, which every time he went for, the crowd popped. Yeah. You know, even after that first one, after like twenty seconds, so it's not going to end <laughs> after twenty seconds, people. Okay, there's only six there some, matches um, on the card. There were some brutal chops from um, Bobby Roode. They really, he did not hold back, did he? No. And Orton it's... was not happy with that first no, I... one. You could tell on his face. Because because Roode sort of slid out of the ring, didn't he? Mm. And you could see Orton sort of looking down. And you could see the sort of welt. I think it was but... just to get away from Randy. To be perfectly yeah. honest, oh god, I've crossed a line. Um, but yeah, ultimately I called this, and that does mean that I won predictions, um, because because we we predicted the exact same thing for every other match. Um, but Bobby Roode went to the second rope, uh, went for some kind of weird shoulder tackle. I'm such not... a stupid. I think this is such a stupid finish. Well, I mean, Randy Orton what... casts him well. It's a very picture perfect RKO. They know that's going to pop the audience. Yeah. But the, just the, the, the reasoning behind it, he, it's not like Orton was stunned or he was sort of out on his feet. He was just stood there. Yeah, and when you've got someone whose finisher is a cutter, mm-hmm. that he can, you know, the tagline is out of nowhere. <laughs> don't give him any more opportunity to hit it. But I just, I think, I don't know, sometimes in these matches you lose yourself in them, but then stuff like this totally takes me back out yeah. where the, log, the logic just isn't there and I know that they've obviously worked on that spot and that's 
that was the finisher, but it could have came at a, a better point. Yeah. Um, it, sort of, it totally took the shine off any of the match for me. Five minutes earlier, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, they did an almost identical spot um, in a match with Evan Bourne. Uh, when Bourne went for like a like a shooting star press from the top yeah. rope, and Orton caught him, and that was awesome. That <laughs> really was incredible. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. Um, but I don't know. It wasn't necessarily the finish that got to me. It was what move was Bobby Roode attempting? Exactly. Because yeah. he just kind of jumped from the second rope without any real indication that he was going mm. to... wasn't like a clothesline? Or no, it wasn't a... a blockbuster, it wasn't a diving elbow, it wasn't even an axe handle, it was just literally, I'm going to jump towards you, catch me please. And you're right, it did sort of take me out of it. The commentators sold it like hell, the <laughs> audience popped big, Randy Orton pinned him, one, two, three, new champion and Grand Slam champion. Just, yeah, I've got... I've got... <laughs> I've got written down my note here, uh, screw you, Orton. <laughs> <laughs> because I just thought, I've just put, why why take the belt off Rude? Because when... they want Randy Orton to go into WrestleMania as a champion. Yeah, that's the only reason. Because... It just makes, makes Rude look weak. It does. Speaking of that, though, WWE obviously realised that this could be perceived as... Bobby Roode looking weak, so they sent out Jinder for mm-hmm. absolutely no reason, no who reason I want to mention that. about in a minute, because I'm hoping you've got the same spot as me in your notes. Um, <laughs> and I didn't notice this until I watched the um, Cultaholic video reactions. <laughs> and then I went back and watched it. Um, but Jinder came out for some reason, started attacking Orton, um, you know, because Orton was standing watching him yet was surprised when Jinder attacked, which <laughs> didn't make sense. Um, and then Bobby Roode came in, seemed to make the save by hitting Jinder with the glorious DDT before yeah. turning to Orton, giving him the glorious DDT and rolling out to the tune of glorious, despite the fact that he had just dropped lost. his yeah. title, which made but no sense. I always tend to write me notes as I'm going. And at the point where... Um... Jinder came out, I've just got written in capital letters, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that is the best Cause, note ever. Because I just thought, what? what, what? Yeah, Why? It, it didn't make sense at all, to be perfectly honest. Funny. To be honest, I laughed. I just, I just couldn't help laugh. I do that every time Jinder's on TV. <laughs> um, but yes, I'd love to think that that is Bobby Roode's sort of foray into a heel turn because as a heel he is so much better than bland smiley Bobby Roode but going back to the middle of the match I forgot about this spot until you you mentioned it Um, there was one point where Jinder Mahal is watching the TV (laughs) at the back um, already in combat gear so you know yeah he's coming out at the end always watching from the side yeah always watching from the side but behind (laughs) him was one of the Singh brothers now, Jinder Mahal is about six foot five. The Singh brother who was behind him was not, <laughs> yet was watching the TV, apparently through the back of Jinder Mahal, <laughs> nodding, watching his shoulder. It was brilliant. Absolutely I love those ridiculous. Things like that. 
absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a strange match. Um, I can see why they've done it. I we can all see, that, even though it hasn't been announced, that we are going to get a triple threat of Mania: Autumn versus Rude versus Gender. I'd like to see Bobby Roode get it back. Um, I would normally say that this was going to be on the pre-show, but are they going to put Orton on the pre-show? No chance. Nah. Nah. It'll be the it'll be the battle royale on the pre-show. I would have thought so because they seem to have no regard for the battle royale. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Mojo Rawley. Although they have got that documentary coming, so they might big it up. That is true. That is Andre. true. I don't know if they've got anyone announced for it yet. Um, I know that they have started to announce people for the Fabulous Moolah mm-hmm. Battle Royale. I know Carmella's announced for that. Um, I mean, she's got to cash in at Mania, surely. She has to. She has well, she's going to gonna cash in. She's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Which well, means that both Money in the Bank contracts will have been losses. Squandered, yeah. Which just goes to show SmackDown's complete and utter lack of creativity. Um, Speaking of Carmella, uh, she was out next with Natalia uh, against Becky Lynch and Naomi. This was... Shocking. A match. Um, It was... It was chock full of botches. I've just got down. I've got rubbish, pointless, dreadful. Yeah, it is. I mean, this match, for a start, this match came from nowhere anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the WWE announced it the week before the pay-per-view, probably in realisation, oh shit, we've only got four matches for this pay-per-view we've got on Sunday. <laughs> Quick, who have we got? Um, and sort of cobbled this together through a Twitter feud. Um, but yeah, we got Carmella coming down. They made the point of saying that Carmella's shoes were a gift from Natalia. Don't know why we needed to know that, but there we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch came out in new attire. Apparently, their flames didn't look like that. Look, she looked like an autumn tree. <laughs> At no point did I see her attire and go, "Oh, flames." Yeah. Um. Well, I wouldn't have done if Corey Graves hadn't said it fourteen times. Um. But Naomi during this match, I mean, she's very athletic. She's usually very good in the ring, but. She botched two or three spots in this match. Yeah. I mean, Carmella, holy shit. Yeah. I mean... It's like going back to the Divas times. It is. Carmella has a very limited offence, which apparently is pulling people's hair and super kicks. Yeah. And Um, slapping our arse to people and... um, Yes. Yes. Screaming at the top of our voice. Oh, God, that was doing me head in. I think that her singlet is getting shorter and shorter every week. And it just gets to the point where you're like, come on now. Let's come on now. Let's just let's concentrate on the wrestling. Um but I mean Naomi botched um this modified stunner, which Natalia still sold as though she got all of it and she got none yeah. of it. And then Naomi smiled as though to go, How good was that, people? And everyone just <laughs> went, It was shit. The crowd were just dead for this they one. Were, they were. You could tell no one was invested in this. Um, they started chanting something, and I can't for the life of me hear what they were chanting. Um, but Natalia told the crowd to shut up, which was quite <laughs> funny. Um, and literally, apart from Naomi having her hair pulled, I don't remember another spot from this match. No, I can't. No, nothing. 
No, I mean, when you consider Becky Lynch is one of the four horsewomen, she deserves better than this. Yeah. You know, she's ace in the ring. She's all right on the mic. Natalia is okay in the ring. She's shite on the mic. Carmella's just shite. Shite. <laughs> um, and Naomi is. She's, I just I can't believe how poor she was in this match. Anyway, yeah. um, Carmella wins with a super kick to Becky, pins Becky, um, and she continues to look strong um, as she's due to cash in. Her money in the bank briefcase, which absolutely no one cares about anymore because she's held on to it too long. Um, (laughs) And that's that. Uh, The less said about that match, the better. Um, Carmella also beat Naomi in singles competition on SmackDown, and apparently that was just as distinctly average. Really? Yeah, the Twitter feud between those two is now Carmella posting pictures of a bald Naomi because Carmella has pulled all her hair out. Jesus. Because it is true, we're back in 2007. Yeah, it's just, who's writing this? I know, I know. And when you consider we're supposed to believe that she is going to dethrone either Charlotte or Asuka, <laughs> no, sir, absolutely nope. not. Uh, next, we had possibly my favourite match of the night. Uh, the Usos versus The New Day. Yep. for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships, and it was Kofi and Xavier Woods with Biggie uh, on the outside. And yep. I raised concerns um, about this match because we have seen it a lot over this year, and mm-hmm. every time it hasn't failed to be something different, be yeah. just a fantastic clinic of tag team wrestling. These two teams... <laughs> are fantastic. And I said to you last week about how the New Day, we often forget just how good they are in the ring because they 